Spooky greetings to all you vamps and ghouls out there. Those tunes that just went through the old ears is courtesy of the awesome Bobby Mackey, and I'm your host, Tessa Morrow. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening to the newest episode of Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. The man walks the pasture, looking for his horse. Lady, come here, sweet girl. Lady. He mutters to himself, where has she gone off to? After searching the grounds of his ranch for the missing mare, he takes a drive around the area. He stops at a field that is not his own. He sees a big mass ahead, quite a distance away, and nervously calls out, Lady? The man walks cautiously to the mass, and... What lies before him will change his life forever. Lady is no longer missing. He has found the missing beloved mare. Nestled in the San Luis Valley was the Harry King Ranch. It had gorgeous lusciously green meadows that their horses would happily graze upon. One of those horses was a three-year-old gorgeous mare that they lovingly called Lady. She was beautiful, she was elegant, and she was certainly loved during her short life on earth. Exactly 53 years ago to the day, (laughs) yes folks, and I didn't plan this, I just found out about it just a couple days earlier that it is on the anniversary. This event happened September 7th, 1967. Ranch owner Harry King's elderly mother, Agnes, was looking out the window one day when she claims to have seen a large object flying throughout the sky. Now she was in her 80s, and at the time she wasn't wearing her glasses, so she couldn't tell what the heck was in the sky. She just knew it was an unidentified flying object. Well, evening finally makes it a, its appearance, and all the horses come for their water. All except for Lady. Worried, Harry calls out for the three-year-old, looks around a bit, and then he retires for the evening. The next morning, Lady is still nowhere to be seen, which is very unlike her. Where can Lady have wandered off to? Harry King, he drives down the road looking for her, calling out to her, making those sweet sounds that they can't resist. Some distance away in a pasture, he pulls up to an indescribable mess. Lady is dead. This is no natural causes, no illness, no injuries. Remember, she was only three years old and quite healthy and very young, right? He almost throws up as he sees her body, the condition that it's in. Lady, who would later be known as Snippy, well, the condition of her body was terrifying, to say the least. Her head and neck were skinned, the flesh viciously taken off, cuts tattooing her entire body, very precise cuts. If this wasn't shocking enough, the final nail in the coffin was the fact that there was not a single drop of blood at the gruesome scene. You'd think, okay, here this horse lays defleshed cuts everywhere you think that okay that would be kind of like a bloodbath right no 
none at all. Who or what did this horrible thing to this poor horse? How did she get all the way over here so far from her home, from her pasture? Why is there no blood to be found? I mean, there's so many questions, but no answers. And remember that large flying object that Harry's elderly mom Agnes saw in the sky the night that lady slash snippy disappeared. What was that? Could it really have been an alien abduction? Was it really a flying saucer? Oh dear, the horror and the fear that that poor horse must have gone through during her last moments on earth. That poor, beautiful Appaloosa did not stand a chance. When Harry found Lady that fateful day, he couldn't help but feel guilty. You see, while he looked over Lady and she enjoyed life on his property at his ranch, she was actually his sister Nellie and her husband Burl's horse. He went and he told his sister and brother-in-law the horrific news. I mean, it was hard to believe. They joined him to view the remains of their baby. And as her brother started to apologize and feel at fault, his sister had to stop him right then and there. He had no control over something like that. She was just absolutely grateful that her brother was not there when the crime took place, as he could have either A, gotten hurt, or B, surely never would forget that incident which I'm sure he still hasn't to this day. And three of them, they searched the whole area where the carcass was found, and they found 100 yards north of the horse a flattened bush. The rough and sandy soil around it was completely smoothed out. Then something completely and utterly eerie, Nellie finds a piece of horse flesh. As she picks up the chunk of her beloved mare, a green ooze-like substance comes out of it and onto her hand. As this mysterious stuff makes contact with her skin, it actually burns her skin, reddening it immediately. And the people that witnessed this said that there was no smell like acid or, or anything like that, even as it was burning her hand. They continued to scour the grounds, and as they did, they found several small circular indentions in the ground scouring the ground it was it burned the ground and there was a pattern they were two inches across and four inches deep they were grouped in circles three feet in diameter each hole was scorched when they were finished they found a total of 15 scorched holes in a half mile radius and they were in threes harry wanted to investigate more as this was rather shocking. You don't see this every day. So he tracked Lady's route. Her hoof prints show the very distinctive digging in and pushing out. She was running for her life. She was making her way in the direction of the ranch to her home. Well, the tracks, they suddenly stop 100 feet from where her body laid. When they called the sheriff, the Alamosa County Sheriff comes to investigate. And he told them that the horse was probably burned by lightning. It's unfortunate, but it has happened in the past. They did not believe this for two seconds. No way. 
This did not happen to Lady. This was something completely different. Something else was taking place. There was... It was interesting because there was an odor. No doubt there would be one. But it wasn't the nose-crunching smell of decay. It was more a medicinal type of odor that lingered in the air. Somebody quoted Nellie by saying it actually smelled like embalming fluid. But her husband, Burl, said, no, it wasn't that. But it was definitely the strong, really medicinal type of smell, just like lingering in the air. And even though the horse's body had laid there for several days at this point, no hawks, owls, crows, ravens, vultures, foxes, or other scavengers that are in the valley, they weren't interested in dining on the body. Now, I don't know about you, but when I drive by roadkill, usually there's a bird partaking on the feast, am I right? But in this incident, that did not happen. They were not interested. Perhaps it was the burning green ooze. Who knows? Either way, they knew something odd and disturbing took place on the Harry King Ranch and that poor lady fell victim to something much more unforgiving and crueler than thunder or lightning. They talked to the other types of officials and law enforcement officers and were basically told the same thing. Lightning was the culprit. Finally, their pleas were listened to by a forest ranger who went to conduct his own investigation. They began searching the area for radiation. As they moved away from the corpse, the radiation decreased dramatically. It was like this in all directions. Lady, snippy, whatever you want to call this horse, she was absolutely surrounded by radiation unbelievable and yep you guessed it those 15 holes were contaminated with radiation too furthermore by a bush they found a weird eccentric tool something that has never been used before or seen at the ranch upon picking it up they found horse hair intertwined with the odd mysterious tool and it too had the green substance once again burning poor nelly Fast forward a little more than three weeks later. The date, September 30th. A father and son, they're watching the beautiful, gorgeous Colorado night sky via telescope. When suddenly they see a glowing disc with vibrant colors by the mountains. About a week later, on October 5th, a superior court judge and his wife, along with his mother, saw what they described as three reddish rings flying throughout the sky. The judge said it was flying at an extremely quick speed and a humming sound was coming from it. Crazy theories were coming out of the woodwork. I mean, everyone had an opinion on what happened to this now famous mare. Of course, the main one was that she was abducted by aliens and experimented on. And actually, a few days after Snippy was found, police were called to the sand dunes one evening, a federal park that isn't too far from where the crime occurred. The police found a man there, but it wasn't just any ordinary man. He was an award-winning pathologist. Believe it or not, he was actually trespassing high up at the dunes, What was he doing there? When he was busted, he begged the police not to release his name as he was sure it would destroy his career. 
An award-winning pathologist trespassing on federal property searching the Colorado skies for... UFOs! When the police were informed who this man was, they decided to give him a little break, but he had to do something in return for them. Sure, we won't leak your name. Your secret's safe with us. However, we want you to accompany us, if you will. Harry King's Ranch, just this way. We want you to look at something. We need your medical expertise. The man, more than wanting to do this, not only to keep his name out of the spotlight, but also because of his curiosity. It's been intensely piqued. What in tarnation do the police want to show him? You see... His specialty was in blood coagulation. Law enforcement wanted to see if he could make head over tells over their bizarre case. This is what the doctor found. The animal's heart, lungs, and thyroid were missing. He admits that these organs were removed with the cleanest cuts the doc has ever seen. Adding to the list of missing organs is the abdominal organs, and even the brain was gone. In fact, when it comes to the brain later on, the owner, Burl, was present when they were cutting the skull to retrieve the brain. He was even holding the flashlight for them. He said that there was nothing there. It was completely and utterly dry and there was no opening where someone or something would have to make to take the brain out. And the doc reports that there is no material in the spinal column. And where the skin was sliced, he noted there was a deep black color. And he was shocked, as all were, by the lack of blood. Several years after this took place, as an elderly man, he was interviewed. And this is what he told the reporter. I've done hundreds of autopsies. You can't cut into a body without getting some blood. But there was no blood on the skin or the ground. No blood anywhere. The outer edges of the skin was cut firm, almost as if they'd been cauterized by a modern-day laser. But there was no cauterizing laser technology like that in 1967. So that's obviously the biggest belief, right? The biggest belief in the theory. And many people have seen unidentified flying objects in the Colorado area and New Mexico skies. Another was that she was found by someone, she was sick and unhealthy, and that, you know, that poor person just wanted to take her out of her misery and slit at her throat. A columnist out of Denver had quite the imagination, and this is what he thought happened to Snippy. He claims that pranksters shot the three-year-old horse with a tranquilizer. They then hoisted the unconscious large creature's head into an acid bath. The tripod rig that held the horse is what caused those mysterious marks on the Earth's surface. And um, remember, half a mile long. The prankster (laughs) then sprinkled ground uranium all over, and that's why they detected radiation. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Quite the imagination, my friend. I find this extremely hard to believe. Who are we? Quentin Tarantino? Either way, to this day, it's an absolute mystery. What really happened to Lady, now known as Snippy? What do you think happened? 
Her family don't believe the whole slitting her throat to put her out of her misery. I mean, you know, they claim she was a very healthy horse. As for the wild theory of the ground uranium and the acid bath, please, nothing. It's, that's just insane. What's interesting, though, if not interesting enough, just a week or so before a lady was taken, people in the area, including Nellie's husband, Burl, had seen what they believed to be UFOs in the sky. Never giving it a second thought, that is until their sweet lady was mutilated. Burl described one of the sightings that occurred in the field, and it looked like an old-time switchboard. The lights switching on, off, on, and off, on, and off. The whole field was like this. Very eerie. Burl said this went on for three whole hours. Years later, decades really, Burl would be quoted saying this when it comes to Snippy. Now I don't give a darn who you are. There's not a butcher of any kind that can make that bone look like it sat there for years. The eyeballs were gone. The tongue was gone. The esophagus was gone. And the windpipe was gone. All the hair, the mane hair, and the hide on the neck clear down to where the collar fit. But that cut completely around was smooth. It's just impossible to cut it that way. So I read this interview from a neat book my mom had just bought me called Secrets of the Mysterious Valley by Christopher O'Brien. You should really check it out. It has a bunch of neat things about the whole San Luis Valley area, my part-time home. There were other interesting things I found regarding the Snippy case in this book where I couldn't find just searching the web. Other facts included that a month or so after the infamous Snippy incident, one of Harry King's cows went blind. Actually, just a little calf went blind. And it had been hurt pretty badly in a bizarre fashion. And it got worse, where eventually it was put out of its misery, sadly enough. Another interesting fact is that after their beloved mare was mutilated, they watched the night sky religiously for at least the next six months after this event took place and with something so crazy that turned their lives right upside down can you really blame them i'd be doing the exact same thing scanning the skies in search of answers and another thing that i thought was kind of interesting was the whole snippy thing now in life the horse's name was lady but suddenly she became snippy overnight if you look up snippy the horse there she is not Lady the Horse. And when it comes to that, what really happened was Snippy was Burl's horse. He claims that's the horse that I would ride on. However, Lady was Snippy's baby. And when I guess an interviewer or a reporter got the name mixed up, he he said that he just didn't fix it. And then it kind of stuck. So just something interesting. Never knew that. Now, while Burl lived a nice long life, Nellie, well, her story's a different one. His wife, Harry and Nellie's mother, Agnes, the one who saw the mysterious flying object that changed their lives, well, she dies. Burl shares in the book that after the burial, he had to drop his friends off at their car. Nellie, she didn't want to join them. She promised Burl she'll be okay. She's just going to go home where she'll be okay. She'll be fine. Burl, he gets home and his beloved wife, well, she's nowhere to be found. He goes to the cemetery. He finds her car and finds a hose in the tailpipe. Nellie, 
has committed suicide. A heartbreaking end. Apparently, people had overheard Agnes and Nellie, mother and daughter, talking about going to the other side together. Nellie's friends said that beings would come for her mom and her on the same day. Just, you know, a little bone chilling. The people that knew the Lewises admit that after Snippy was mutilated and killed, Nellie was never the same woman again. In fact, she became obsessed with the occult and often played around with Ouija boards and she would read any book, interview, or article she could find regarding unidentified flying objects. It absolutely changed her. I was having dinner with my aunt who had just moved to the area back in 1967 as a young child, as this was taking place. And what she had to share was quite interesting. Okay, my Aunt Merlinda, and she has something to say regarding Snippy the Horse. So, all yours, Aunt Merlinda. I don't know, I was maybe about nine years old when we were coming back from New Mexico, and my dad stopped in Alamosa, and he got told about the horse that had all of its innards sucked out and the area where the horse was was all dead all the vegetation was dead and that happened to be the talk of the year that year and then a few months later they displayed the horse standing in front of the old pawn shop frontier pawn shop there in in alamosa as you went into alamosa But at that time, it used to be a place that they used to sell trailers. The the skin was just stuck on the bones. I remember that. And the skull, the bone on the the face of the the horse was just an odd white color. It was like, I don't know, I can't explain it. Something you'd never seen before. Yeah. So, but... Yeah, I remember. I was maybe about nine years old around that time when that happened. It was the talk of the whole valley about what had happened with everybody said that it was a UFO. And What do you think it was? What do you think could have done that? Like, as a nine-year-old, when you're told all of its organs are gone, like... Well, it was something mysterious. Um, And, you know, there's been other mutilations, you know, the years that have, have passed. Mm-hmm. in Costilla County and also Watch County and, and stuff. So it's like there is something mysterious that happens in those areas. So Yeah, and it still happens to this day, which is kind of scary. Yeah, it does. It happens a lot more in Costilla County than any other county here in, in the San Luis Valley. So. Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting that you had actually seen this horse with your own eyes. You know, like I... I've, I had heard of Snippy from a long time ago, ever since I came to the valley, but to actually be there and see it with your own eyes, I bet that was kind of a scary thing, huh? It was. It was cool, but it was scary. And after that, I remember every time I got in trouble, my dad would say that he was going to put me outside and let whatever it was that got Snippy get me, so I was like, I behaved after that. Oh, that's horrible. I guess you see that in a lot of places, though, like, you know, like, the Banshee's gonna get you, or whatever is in your town 
county or country is going to get you. It's like yeah. good way to make the kids like New Mexico. La Llorona is going to get you. La Llorona, yes. Yeah. Or, or Chupacabras. Yeah. But no, it was it was it was interesting to see that horse where um, it was all skeleton with just the the skin stuck to it. Yeah. And then an odd color where the bone was actually exposed because it wasn't regular looking bone it it had a different color to it it was a really strange off color of white yeah that's what i remember i'm an old fart now and ah! and i can still remember it like it was yesterday seeing yeah. it yeah so. well i know a lot of people said that when they saw it there even though it had just been there for a few days that it looked like it had been there for years because of like the color of the bone like you were saying so that's really like it aged dramatically, even though it was only a three-year-old mare, you know. Yeah. So very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. How long do you think that they had Snippy or Lady? Her name was really Lady, but how long do you think they had her on display like that? I know she's been kind of all over. People have bought her, and from doctors to eccentric people, and now I hear she's like kind of like in a storage unit, and that she's up for sale again. Her body. It's well, kind of know. interesting. They had her there for. I'd say probably a good six months to a year. Oh, my God. Really? Display. Yeah. They had her outside underneath this porched-in area. That's crazy. Yeah, because you could see her from the road when you passed on Highway 160. And, oh, my God. And uh, people used to stop there and just look at her. And yeah, she was just one of the sights to take in and visit, you know. like. Yeah. But after, you know, a couple of weeks, you know, it was like, okay, life goes on. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Until the next thing happens. Until the next mutilation. <laughs> yeah, or you know, the next sight of whatever they say, or UFOs or whatever. But Yeah. Oh, boy. Some of the strange lights we have in the sky. I do talk about UFOs, you know, in this episode and earlier on, and just some of the things that they had seen in the skies that year, just days earlier, and I know you being an EMT, you've seen things in the skies before, and... We just see, like, strange lights that kind of appear and disappear, but I've never seen one up close. Yeah. Um, it's always been from a distance, and... You want to keep it that way? Yeah, I'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> you don't want to be poked or probed or prodded or experimented on? Well... <laughs> Not really. I mean, you do get poked and prodded and poked and and experimented on when you go into a hospital, but that's yeah, totally different. That's yeah, you that's know. true. That's totally different. But um, you know, at least there you remember what's going on. Unlike some people would say that they've lost days, if not weeks. Yeah. See, that's why memory. I always tell people, I could deal with ghosts, spirits, wraiths, phantoms, whatever the hell you call it, all day, every day. Because guess what? In most instances, I could honestly say in the years I've been doing this, I haven't lost my, I haven't been probed. I haven't been attacked. Well, I had an attachment, but that's another story. But, you know, I haven't lost time. You know, I see sometimes on the shows where people have lost several hours or days and it's just like they're never the same. Well, and when you live here in the valley, you know, it's like a lot of people say, how do you know that yeah. you haven't been around an alien? 
Yeah, that's true. We were talking about that earlier, and you yeah. scared me. Don't scare. Stop scaring me. <laughs> well, no, it's seriously. You don't yeah. know. Well, it, it could be the neighbor. You know. Okay, so yeah, or, you. If you can, just real quick, can you just mention what you told me about Rico, my cousin, your son, about that little incident, real quick? Because that was like <laughs> kind of like an alien encounter, if you will. <clears throat> yeah, we were in Baca up by Cristone at the firehouse and we were waiting for the search and rescue party to come in and um, we had the founding father of Rio Grande Hospital here with us who happened to be the coroner at the time and we had been called and told that the search party was coming in um, they were less than five minutes out so we put all the food on the table and all of a sudden a woman showed up and stood right in front of my face and she was dressed in some really interesting clothing and she stood like maybe three inches away from my face and told me she didn't like my aura and she proceeded to get a plate and serve herself all the food and walked out my son who was probably 13 at the time 14 I'd say oh so this was a while back yeah yeah um, he followed her out and all of a sudden he came in and he kind of looked kind of off color and he said mom the lady just disappeared as soon as she turned the corner to the back that is eerie i remember you telling me that just like it was today and it was folks she just, just told me this about an hour ago but and i have to say her aura is fine she's an emt she's raised good kids who are emts in law enforcement I think whose aura was off was that lady. <laughs> she was alien. <laughs> that, that alien. Some of the people you meet in your life, you know, it's like I'd rather not have had that happen at all. So anyways, I knew she was in the area when this had happened, but I didn't know she actually saw Snippy in person. So that was kind of like the icing on the cake. Very fascinating. When she told me this the day before, which was just yesterday, I knew. I almost jumped out of my seat to grab my recorder right then and there. But then I realized how goofy it would be, the background noise, as we were surrounded by excited barking pooches. Now, you know, throughout the years, Colorado ranchers, cows and horses and other livestock have fallen victim to eerily similar incidents. Many times the sexual organs are removed, usually there is no blood around, and sometimes the same circular indentions are found surrounding the corpses. And it's still happening. Why the obsession with these large creatures? And why not take the whole body, just harvesting organs and leaving a gruesome mess for the owners? I'm sure it's a sight that they never can simply just unsee. In 1979, an FBI report shared that there had been an estimated 8,000 mutilations in Colorado. The numbers, they're staggering, terrifying, and eerie. It's not just in Colorado. This isn't just occurring in the United States. About 10 years after Snippy was killed in 1976 in one of Colorado's neighboring states, New Mexico, there was a case where, just like Snippy, they found these eerie circular suction-like indentations surrounding a mutilated three-year-old cow. Remember, Lady was three years old as well. And 
two years later, a similar event took place. In Dulce, New Mexico, an 11-month-old bull was located. He was mutilated, its rectum and sex organs were crudely removed, and its internal organs were found to be rather inconsistent with what would be a normal case of death by predation. Here's what an officer with the New Mexico police recorded and documented. Both the liver and heart were white and mushy. Both organs had the texture and consistency of peanut butter. They sent samples of the bull to not only Los Alamos Scientific Laboratory, which was picked to be the top secret location for bomb design in 1942, nuclear weapons as part of the Manhattan Project, but also private laboratories as well. They wanted to cross their T's, dot their I's, you know, get their answers. They wanted answers. They needed answers. This is just too weird, too bizarre, too unworldly. Los Alamos Lab reported back that they detected the presence of naturally occurring Clostridium bacteria in the heart. With the samples of the liver, they found it to be completely devoid of copper and contained four times the normal amount of zinc, potassium, and phosphorus. The scientists, they were unable to explain these findings. Not too long ago, in May of 2001, in one case alone, a whopping 200 goats were mutilated in Indonesia. Meanwhile, just last year in 2019, in Oregon, five prized purebred bulls were mutilated. Each bull was around 2,000 pounds and was recorded to be worth $6,000 each. Man, 30000 bucks in the drain. The ranch actually had a reward for $25,000 to anyone who could give them information on what went down the day their bulls were slaughtered and mutilated. In an article, I found a description of the scene. Coming upon one of the dead bulls is an eerie scene. The forest is hot and still. Apart from the raven's repeating caw, the bull looks like a giant deflated plush toy. It smells. Weirdly, there are no signs of buzzards, coyotes, or other scavengers. His red coat is as shiny as if he were going to the fair, but he's bloodless, and his tongue and genitals have been surgically cut. You know, so again, we're seeing that the scavengers that usually love this kind of thing, you know, that go crazy because unlike us where we could go to the buffet or make dinner, they don't know when their next meal is. So when they see something like that, they go crazy. So you'd think these bulls would have been the perfect meal for these scavengers. But just like Lady, they were not interested, like whatsoever. The prized purebred bulls were breeding bulls. The ranch was robbed not only of the five bulls, but also of any future calves from those beauties. Those were taken too. While many mutilation cases are reported, many are not. Most are not. Sadly, most cases are swiped under the old rug. While some may indeed be attacked by coyotes, bears, and other types of wildlife, those are attacks. But when these animals are being mutilated and specific body parts are being taken and there's precise cuts and clean cuts here and whatever, and again, no blood, there's more to it. Absolutely. 
During Lady's short life, as she happily grazed and wandered the green pasture at Harry King's ranch, she never knew that she would later become famous and known as Snippy the Horse and have one of the most bizarre deaths around. Her skeleton has been bought by many and traveling far and wide. She's been the subject of disputes as well, and now her whereabouts are unknown. But I did hear she is up for sale once again. For those in the San Luis Valley, particularly in the Alamosa area, Snippy is still a well-known figure, and her story still screams mystery. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Listen to the others, you guys. They are equally awesome. Haven't heard every single one yet? No need to cry, my friends. Just head on over to any podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify. Basically, wherever you may roam to listen to your other kick-ass podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. This week's special city shout-outs go to... Lafayette, Indiana, Jackson, Mississippi, Mountain View, California, Bonnie Lake, Washington, and Durham, North Carolina. See you next week.